Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. This is for sure the show that is going to help you become your best self. Today, we are talking about anger management and how to deal with your anger. So anger is something I have gotten so much better at managing. It even shocks myself to say that out loud and believe it, but it's taken a lot of time, a lot of work, and even self-discipline to buckle down and get it under control. And maybe you would say to yourself, uh, especially if you're not new here to the show, really, I didn't know that you dealt with anger. I didn't know that that was one of your struggles. And it is. It definitely is because I am such a person that is dedicated to having fairness and justice, and which is also something I'm overcoming because that's not the real reality of the world that we live in. And not everything can be equal. Not everything can be justified. Not everything can have um, definite rights and wrongs. We definitely have a lot of gray areas in our life. So anyway, I get angry or can get angry very easily, but it has taken a lot of time for me to work through that. And I can also attribute my ability to overcome that struggle also with counseling. So, So if you too struggle with anger or have struggled in the past, I just want you to know that you can overcome it too. You just have to believe that you can and get the help that you feel like you need. So um, so anger can be caused by both internal and external experiences like being triggered by past memories or your own personal feelings about something that is bothering you, which can be like little things uh, about what's going on in your day to really big things that have to involve other people or big decisions you have to make or mistakes or failures that you may have experienced. Um, But it it can also be just getting caught in traffic (laughs) and having uh, a disagreement with someone. You know, a lot of times I can get such terrible road rage, which is definitely an expression of my anger and something I'm working on. Even today, I was driving in the car and there was a woman, and I know it was a woman because I saw her, uh, driving really close to me from behind. And I was with my daughter and, you know, she's 13 and she sits in the front seat now. And so it's hard for me to... It's well, it's it used to be hard for me to control my road rage, but I've gotten better at it by, you know, anger management. And so I just I was just like, oh my goodness, this woman's driving really close to me. Cause I want to set a good example because, you know, in just three years she's gonna be driving and I want her to learn good, healthy habits for driving. And she kind of like, you know, was trying to get in front of the two cars that were in front of me on each side of the road. And you could tell because she kind of swerved out of the, out from behind me to the next lane and then came back because she knew she couldn't pass and then finally did and was just like weaving in and out of lanes without uh, putting her blinker on. And a lot of these things really trigger me to be angry because it really confuses me why not everyone drives um, responsibly. It drives me crazy and use in like abides by all the laws of the road. So anyway, uh, but I surprised myself because I was just very calm. I was like, okay, it could have been addition with my daughter being in the car. Maybe I would have been a little bit angrier if she wasn't in there and I wasn't trying to set a good example, but I was just like, okay, this, this woman's just not a good driver. She's not a good driver. I kept repeating that out loud. I was like, she's just not a good driver until she, you know, drove off in a different direction and it wasn't really in my way um, for where we were going, which we were going to Panda Express because that's what she wanted for dinner. But anyway, it's just, it's a, it's an example of me before I would be yelling and screaming and honking my horn excessively and maybe yelling out the window. I don't throw the bird, but I definitely yelled and screamed before to me just being calm and just saying to myself, you know, she's just a bad driver. It's okay. She's a bad driver. It's okay. 
she's a bad driver and that made me feel better. So again, you can definitely overcome your struggles with anger management. Um, if you just work towards it and you could turn out like me, maybe, but I want you to know that anger is totally normal and healthy. It's absolutely okay to be angry and express those emotions. There's nothing wrong with that. And if anyone does tell you there's something wrong with that, that is not true. Do not listen to them. Um, it's, it's totally normal. It's just a matter of being in control of those emotions and not letting it get out of hand in a physical way or taking it out on someone else, even mentally and emotionally. So a lot of times uh, people will, you know, use physical, uh, I don't know what you would call that. Like, in a, they would, they'll physically come at you to demonstrate their anger, whether it's at you or at something else. You know, I've definitely seen people in my life punch doors open or punch other people or break stuff because of the anger that's inside them. I've definitely thrown stuff when I've been um, in a super um, angry state. And other times people will just say and spew mean things and hatred and talk down to people and tell them how poorly they, they think of them. And that's another way that anger can be expressed in a way that is super out of control. Because, um, you know, anger tends to lean towards an aggressive response generally. And this is a natural way to respond um, typically because it allows us to have the energy to fight back if necessary. You know, I feel like that's one of those initial um, expressions of anger way back when before society is the way that it is now because you had anger and it meant that you had to defend something. You had to fight for something. But not everything that leads us to anger needs to be fought. It doesn't. It's not there. And a response is not always necessary. Sometimes it just needs to be accepted or it needs to be understood or nothing at all. And I'm sure that you'd be surprised for me to say that maybe you don't have to do anything because a lot of, a lot of times people believe that if you have anger, you need to do something with it. But there are times where you don't need to do anything with it. You just need to acknowledge that it's there, see if there is something you can identify that triggered you, and then, you know, move along. You know, a lot of times anger doesn't need to lead anywhere. It, it can just be an emotion that teaches you what triggers you or what is bothering you beneath the surface or what you've been trying to avoid, but keep coming up with different experiences, you know, that just continues to trigger you. So um, it's important to just realize that there are a myriad of ways you can express your anger and it doesn't always have to be something that ends in, you know, an experience you may regret or that might hurt someone else or just is negative all the way around. And you know how people express anger is super different. Um, some will more easily be triggered by anger because of how they were raised um, or lack of not knowing how to handle their intense emotions. So sometimes when we're growing up and we see that people display anger in like a physical way or a mentally, emotionally harmful way, um, we are internalizing those experiences. And if no one's telling us that that is wrong, or we aren't able to figure out that that is the wrong way to go about it, we will think, oh, this is okay. This is the way I need to do it. And then grow up following that like you had seen what to do, like steps of what to do, like uh, right in front of you. Um, but then, you know, there's other times um, when we've seen anger, people have told us that that's not the way that we should act or we should handle our anger, but then we were never really taught the, the, what we should actually do. You know, I feel like it's common for, 
kids to grow up being told what not to do, but not necessarily what to do instead. You know what I mean? Offering that alternative of how to deal with this thing, this experience, this feeling, but just telling us what you can't do. And I and I, I feel like there is such a gap in emotional intelligence and knowledge right there that a lot of us could fill the gap. So if you're a parent and you find yourself telling your kid like constantly what what not to do, but you don't find the time to tell them what they should do instead, I encourage you to try to do that. And you know, this is like one mom to another mom or parent in general. And I'm not telling you what you have to do. I'm just making a suggestion if you feel like that might be lacking or you might find it beneficial. So just something to consider. But yeah, you know, everyone deals with anger differently. Um, But you know, others, others with anger will be more scaled back um, you know, hold on to it until they explode like a volcano, which I've talked, I've spoke about on in the past on past episodes. Uh, people will just like sweep everything under the rug and wait for that explosion to come. When you like sweep that last bit, that's just not going to fit anymore, and it just all comes tumbling, tumbling down. Um, other ways would be harboring resentments and grudges, and just being grumpy and irritable while still not fully dealing with their feelings. So. The thing that both of these sides have in common is you're not dealing with your feelings properly and maybe it's because you don't know how or you find that the way that however you were taught is just not working well for you, which should hopefully lead you to a state of seeking help so that you can understand that no, that more. But I definitely want to make sure it's understood that we should embrace our feelings of anger But be aware of what you might want to do to express that anger other than acknowledging it. So again, it's totally fine. You can be angry. You can experience that emotion. You can validate it. It's validated that you can have that emotion and you need to acknowledge it. Uh, But then you need to figure out what else you need to do to work through those feelings. And you know, after embracing your anger, make time to understand what those feelings mean to you, you know? What can you learn about yourself, which I love self-awareness and self-discovery. What can you learn about yourself from these feelings? You know, take the time to identify what triggers your anger, then what plan you should have ready to prevent you from from fully um, falling into another anger rage because, you know, it's, it's good and nice to identify your triggers, but if you don't come up with a plan of when those things trigger you again, then how are you supposed to prevent it? You're just like, oh, here it comes. It's like, you know it's coming, but then you don't do anything about it and it still happens, right? You're like, okay, well, that that wasn't very good prevention. So uh, just important to identify the triggers, but also come up with a plan of how to, um, you know, escape the anger rage or to become calmer quicker or to kind of just um, diffuse the situation entirely, but still not, not while dismissing your feelings, just not letting it blow up into a rage or however it has before in the past it hasn't served you. So let's chat about some tips I have for how to handle your anger. I do have six tips for you today. So the first tip is to think before you speak. This can be really tough, especially if you are so full of anger and rage that you feel like you are just going to explode. However, it is very important for you to make a point to think before 
you speak because then you will highly likely prevent yourself from saying something that you may regret, that you don't really mean, and that could be hurtful to others. And taking the time to gather your thoughts and fully understand what you are going through, acknowledging that you have the anger, maybe quickly identifying some things that triggered it, and then you'll fully understand the situation and be able to respond better and have full um, understanding, not full, you'll have a better understanding and at least a surface level idea of why you're angry and you can share that with them. Um, in as much detail as you want while being more level-headed than just spitting out whatever comes in your into your head first. The second one is to rehearse your response and communicate your feelings clearly. So rehearse your response. So if you feel like the anger that you have is very intense and you do know that you might say something wrong, it's important to rehearse what you're going to say. Rehearse your response so that you get everything out that you want to tell that person or whomever, um, even yourself, even if you're freaking out in the car and I'd say you don't have to really rehearse this, but you can repeat it in your mind. Like I said to myself, I was like, she's just a bad driver. She's just a bad driver. She's just a bad driver. And it really helped me to calm down. But if it has to do with someone else, I would rehearse your response. So you're able to say um, exactly what you want to say, but also communicate your feelings clearly, which really super important to use I statements. Um, and, you know, go into that confrontation knowing that it could be tough, but you need to stand your ground in what you feel, but also be respectful of how the other person may be feeling, especially if they are the one on the other side of your anger, whether they know that or not. But again, please use I statements. Be like, I feel this because, and I feel this way, and I am going to do this or that or the other. You know, do not project your feelings onto them. Do not insinuate that it was them that made you feel that way because, again, as I always say, we have a choice in our emotions and how we feel. We are the only people that are responsible for those emotions and feelings. Okay, so the third tip I have for you is to take a time out and say a mantra so taking a time out could be anything like exercising, which is my favorite, walking, um, a favorite activity or hobby, or if you like to play a game, if you just want to pet or cuddle your dog, watch your favorite show, read a book, go to the pool, garden outside, go grocery shopping, whatever it is you need to do, take a nap. I love nap time. Um, those can really help you to diffuse the situation quickly and let you become more level-headed to, again, think before you speak and rehearse a response and make sure that you are able to communicate your feelings well before you address that anger, especially if it involves someone else. But yeah, take a, take a time out. Also say a mantra. It's important. You can say something to yourself over and over again to help yourself be calm. So if you like memorize a phrase like, I am in control of my feelings. I am in control of my feelings. I am in control of my feelings. It's just a reminder for yourself that you are in control of your feelings. And that should help you really uh zone in on you knowing that you get to make the choices. You can be semi in, in control of the situation and of yourself. And that can be a really strong, important reminder when you are figuring out how to move forward in a situation that does involve anger. Step number four is to change your routine. So if the thing that is causing you to be, or not causing you rather, is leading you to be angry, you know, if it's a constant thing that brings out anger in you, change your routine. So let's say if you're able to, right? So let's say you take a certain route home 
or you leave for work at a certain time, there's always traffic or there's always something that really frustrates you about your commute, try to maybe take a different way home that might be better for you. Try to leave at a different time that might be better for you. Um, maybe you feel angry because you go to the coffee shop and, you know, it's always slow on a day where this certain person works because maybe they're not as quick as everyone else. Okay, well, avoid the coffee shop that day. Go to a different one. Support a different coffee shop that day and allow yourself to be released and take a break from any of that anger and frustration that you might continue to pile up. So if it's something that really angers you or maybe there is like a non-efficient way to do something at work change it. See if you can change it and make it into something that would better suit you and everyone else and actually be efficient in your guys' processes. Change it. So if it's something that's happening on the regular that's causing you to have anger, see what you can do to change it. Number five is to speak with someone to vent and decompress. I believe that you can speak with someone that's a friend, a family member, a spouse, a partner, or um, a mentor, someone you look up to, or a professional, like a counselor or a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist. It doesn't matter. Um, it's whomever you feel most comfortable with. It's whomever you feel like you have a good relationship to share those things and who is comfortable with those venting sessions. You know, not everyone is comfortable listening to someone vent and let their emotions out. So make sure that when you are going to vent to someone, you ask permission first because also. Um, emotional dumping is a real thing where you just are just dumping out all your feels, everything you're going through. And if you don't ask permission first, you might trigger that person in a way that you don't understand or that maybe you do understand. You just don't think about it. And, or some people just don't want to take on the burdens and the feelings of what someone else is going through. So super important for you to um, speak with someone to vent and decompress, make sure you ask them if it's okay if you can vent and decompress with them and then let it all out. I mean, with a with a professional like a counselor, you don't have to ask them because they are there to speak with you and to help you understand your feelings and yourself better with self-awareness, which I love. Um, so, and I don't think there should be any shame with you having to seek professional help. I love it. I go to a counselor every single week. I love it. It has helped me become my best self to have a better life, to understand myself more, to decrease anxiety and stress and depression, and to really push myself to be more confident in who I truly am. So, um, and it has helped my anger management problems. So again, speak with someone to vent and decompress so you can get how you're feeling off your chest. Maybe you can talk to them about how you are going to respond to this situation and communicate um, your feelings clearly. And maybe they can give you more ideas on things that you can do to take a time out so that you don't have so much... Um, emotions on your heart when you do go back to address that situation that brought that uh, led you to anger you know and then last but not least uh, number six is gratitude always helps and don't hold grudges it's really just a reminder that if you are angry and during one of your timeout times when you're saying a mantra or even just when you do the first step of think before you speak it's really important for you to draw your mind back to 
what you're grateful for, what's a blessing in your life, what's going well despite any other negative things that may be happening. But also a reminder to not hold grudges. Holding grudges will not serve you at all and it won't hurt the other person either, especially if they decide to just let go of what happened, um, whether they were the person that um, was involved in causing you to be angry or not. And yeah, holding grudges is not going to fix the situation. It's going to tear apart relationships and it really will just make things worse and make you feel better. And you will, you know, continue to create and um, have more bitterness over time because you're letting it evolve into something that gets stronger and stronger because you didn't decide to work it out and move forward. And I'm not saying you have to directly work it out with that person. It's just more working it out in your mind and understanding what happened and why and what to do next. But yeah, gratitude always helps. Gratitude can really change your mindset, shift it really quick, and it can always humble you. And if you find yourself being angry about something super petty and insignificant, then you can, which is still, still, you can still validate and acknowledge your emotions in those situations, but actually knowing that it was insignificant, then drawing yourself back to gratitude and realizing, wow, okay, this is super insignificant. I'm going to let it go because I'm so grateful for all these wonderful things happening to me and it's not that important. So just something to consider, but thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast again with me, Sabrina. Check the uh, show notes below for notes on where to find me on Instagram, which is at Sabrina Joy Perozo, or on Clubhouse at Sabrina J Perozo. Send me an email at realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. Visit my website, sabrinajoy.com, which is being updated with new blogs. There is one up there right now that's brand new. And I'm hoping to add like two, one to two every single week. So check that out. And that's it, you guys. That is absolutely it. Um, one last thing. If you feel like you're missing the five-minute reset, I think I'm going to make a separate recording of that and maybe pop it in every couple weeks. And if you, and I'll just mention it here, like if you need the five-minute reset to help you have a better day, you can just go and listen to that recording. Um, but that's it for me. Have a good one, and I'll see you next time. Bye, guys.